Welcome to Fast Cars, Fast Girls. This week we've got the very famous Mike Hole with us from uh, Ganassi Racing. So I can't really say infamous because you are very well known. Um, oh, that's nice of you to say that. Well, it's Thank true. You. you have been in and around racing your whole life. In fact, from previous conversations, you really can't get enough racing in your life. Uh, well, that, I think you want an answer to that. The uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, I mean, it's... Uh, from a very young age, I've been around motor racing and uh, uh, certainly haven't grown tired of being around motor racing, it's pretty obvious. Uh, uh, working for Chip for as long as I have, which is now 30 years plus, um, we've grown a lot, we've changed a lot, but I, I think that kind of goes with the racing territory that we're in. Sure. Um, it's uh, still all about Sunday. It is. It is. And I can't imagine that Chip's attitude towards winners has been much different throughout the years. I imagine that that's been pretty standard. Yeah, I think that, uh, I, I think we've been fortunate. Uh, well, that's probably an understatement. We have been very fortunate here uh, to have accomplished what we have as a group of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, the difference between IndyCar racing or racing in general and maybe the NFL, maybe that's a, a fair comparison, is it's harder to win four championships in a row like some some have done in the NFL. Sure. Um, because the average lifespan of an NFL player, as we know, has been said to be about four years. So we're really fortunate here that we have employees that have been here for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they, they've done a terrific job in mentoring uh, people who are, are coming along through the system with us as we've expanded with growth. And so we, we've suffered at times uh, growth opportunity, uh, but we've also nurtured that along to, to become successful and as we've expanded. And, and I think that's the difference in motor racing. If you get that right versus some other sports, mm -hmm. stick and ball sports as an example, you know, bodies wear out, they have to quit. And uh, in our case, uh, Hopefully the bodies don't wear out and they stay here a long time and uh, and uh, we do it together. Yeah, well, and that is one of the benefits of motorsports is that you, you tend to have a, a longer career um, than the stick and ball sports. Um, but yeah, it's very cool and I think it's very apparent with your on-track product, you know, how you've kind of got this, this culture of mentorship built in with your younger drivers that you've added in. Um, I mean, clearly we saw Marcus Erickson win the Indy 500 last year. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't know that he would have done as well had he not been scooped up his sophomore year by, you know, by Chip Ganassi Racing. Well, Marcus Erickson is a good, good example of uh, of talent. Yeah. Uh, and and a driver who came through a very very efficient and productive ladder system in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, if people take the time to Google him and study. Uh, his roots of motor racing, starting in karting and then uh, moving to Formula, I think Formula Fords and Formula Three, then Formula Two, and finally Formula One. You see that he had winning in his background. Absolutely, he did. And uh, teaching somebody to win, well, hiring somebody who has already won is a lot easier than teaching them how to win. What it feels like, what it means, how you achieve that. Uh, uh, by nurturing and, 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 and improving yourself within a system mm -hmm. um, and, and how you rely on teammates and, uh, and the information you give your, teammate, your teammates uh, uh, in kind. 
uh, has a lot to do with the, the, the success ratio that you create for yourself. And uh, uh, he came to us uh, having already had one year under his belt with Sam Schmidt's team, and he mm -hmm. did a good job over there. And, he, and, and uh, we, we really need to thank them for what they did to help us with him. Uh, but then after that, he did it on his own here. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's excelled not only as a, as, a, as a race driver with the success he's had, certainly winning the Indianapolis 500 is not a small feat, but uh, more so the, the success that he's had as an individual here while he's been driving for Chip Ganassi Racing. Certainly. How he conducts himself, how he treats everybody in the building, how he treats everybody at the racetrack, how he, how he treats his uh, uh, teammates. Uh, in, a, in a very unselfish manner mm -hmm. has contributed greatly to his success. I can believe that. Yeah, he's, um, he's, and he's such a great guy to talk to. Um, he's not, so he's very humble about his wins and, and yeah, I hadn't thought about how hard it can be to kind of teach somebody how to be a good teammate when they win. But, but yeah, it is, there is a lot that goes into that. You know, in life, uh, race, in our, in race, we'll just say in our racing life, we certainly see it. Uh, uh, there's two kinds of people in any vocational capacity in motor racing, whether it be a driver, a team member, uh, or so on. It, it's those that relish in what they did together and remember where they came from. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've seen examples of those who haven't done that. Um, and uh, we prefer to have the ones that do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, because it is, I mean, it is a big team. It is yeah. big, a big team effort. Um, that's one of the, the really cool things that um, I do like to highlight on the show is all the kind of people behind the scenes, um, yourself included. Just that there's so many people that all play a part into, you know, this however many laps on Sunday, on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So what's one of your uh, favorite races of the season that we have coming up? Well, certainly... Uh I enjoy St. Petersburg because I have a house there now, so I uh, didn't grow up there, but I really like being there. You're a transplant. Uh, it, it's, it's, a great, it's a great part of the United States. Um, I do enjoy it there, S spend some time there, uh, but by far for me, uh, the number one race on, on my dartboard is uh, Indianapolis, the Indianapolis 500 for sure. Sure. Uh, it's a big race. It's a big race to win. We've been very, very fortunate. Uh, in 30 years, we've won. This building has won five Indianapolis 500s. I don't know if that ratio is good, bad, or indifferent, but uh, we're we're glad to accept it. Yeah. And uh, we've been close many, many times. And people always say, "Oh my gosh, if you finish second there, uh, well, you know what that means." That means you could have won the race. It doesn't mean you were in the race. It means you could have won the race. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so we're glad for those opportunities. And uh, uh, the corral of people here will will go down to that rodeo and uh, and try to win again. Absolutely. Well, I'll be I'll be looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> um, it's always always an exciting race. Um, yeah, I feel like it must almost hurt. It must sting more in second place. Like it's like you said. It's like you. Had a few things gone a little differently. Yeah, I, I think part of the part, the reason it does, and the reason some people have a coma that they it takes them months to get out of or away from, is the fact of the the time element. How much time you spend 
working on that race. Mm. It isn't a race weekend where you show up for two or three or four days and uh, you get a very limited amount of time on the racetrack and then you race. Uh, you, you get uh, a lot of track time there. Yeah. You spend a lot of time and you spend a lot of time working on the race. People think that you go out there all week long and practice and you work on setting the fastest lap in qualifying trim when in fact you spend very little time doing that. You work, work, work as a group of people on the race and in this case with us we've run multiple cars there, sometimes three, sometimes four, sometimes five. So if you think about that, you've got 15 people on a team uh, on average, uh, let's say times four this coming year in 23. So that's 60 people that are going to be working there every day uh, to get ready for the race. Mm -hmm. And uh, qualifying kind of gets in the middle of that uh, for one or one and a half days, depending on how far up the grid you are. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, is, is you're getting ready for the race the whole time you're there. So you've devoted hours and hours and hours and hours of time. And anything short of... finding success there is uh, coma producing sure um, and uh, so you have to talk yourself out of that as quickly as you can if you haven't had a good day and uh, at the same time you have to focus uh, again on what comes next in this case uh, for the last few years has been Detroit mm -hmm. so you focus completely on a different kind of racing um, and uh, one that involves concrete and barriers in a different way Mm -hmm. and uh, a different mindset and a different drive style for the drivers and a totally different setup. So you have to get come back to the reality of the fact that you have a lot of racing left uh, after you've uh, hopefully uh, found that trophy at uh, Indianapolis. That's true. It is, it is pretty early on in the season, so there is plenty, plenty of racing left to do. Um, now that's that's great advice because I'm sure that it can be very easy to, like you said, slip slip into that post 500 coma of <laughs> we didn't win and yeah, get wrapped up in that. But but yeah, there's no downtime. We're back at Detroit the very next weekend, which this year will be downtown. Yeah. So that'll be a nice change. It'll be fun. Yeah, it will be fun. It's always fun trying out a new track. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that my definition of fun is a little bit different than the driver's definition of fun on a new track, but but yeah. Um, so, any big plans that you guys have um, this year, other than we know you want to win, we know you want to be on the podium and bringing home hardware? Um, I, I think IndyCar, uh, first of all, from the IndyCar element, uh, we've worked really, really hard in the off-season, and you can't really test on the racetrack, you have to test artificially, so that's either mentally or using a test center that has nothing to do with utilizing a Honda engine or Firestone tires or... IndyCar giving you special permission to find a racetrack somewhere. Uh, but uh, we were weak, we thought, in a couple of areas last year. Uh, and people from a distance might say that's a bit of an ego statement, but the reality is we were weak in a couple of areas. We've worked really, really hard to strengthen ourselves there uh, by, by creating a, a, a people element in some cases to try to improve ourselves and then a, a mental element in, in some cases to try to improve, our, improve ourselves. We tested a thermal uh, for the open test, IndyCar open test, mm -hmm. uh, now a bit of time ago. And uh, that was really a terrific place for us to test. I don't know about all the other teams, but we enjoyed it because of the nature of the corners. Mm -hmm. Those were corners where we weren't the strongest last year. Some of the combinations of complexes there. So. 
we saw a little bit of glimmer there, mm -hmm. uh, frankly, uh, as to uh, how we probably could improve ourselves, hopefully, at uh, Road America yeah. or uh, Mid-Ohio or Portland, Laguna Sega, uh, to, name it, to name a few. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, um, so we worked hard on that. Um, beyond that, uh, we have undertaken this project called uh, uh, Global Sports Car Racing here. Uh, from a domestic sports car program, mm -hmm. well looked after for us uh, uh, technically by Cadillac, by General Motors. And that's taken up a, a, a lot of time for some of us in the building also, uh, cause th because that program will race in North America in the IMSA series, but it'll also race, race in the WEC series globally. Excellent. Uh, so we're going to race, the biggest race in that series is their Indy 500, Indianapolis 500 is Le Mans. Yes. And, uh, if, if you've never gone to a race overseas, there's probably three places you, you should go at least once in your life as a spectator, a fan, or a, or a participant, and one of the three is Long. It's a massive, massive event. Yeah. And uh, it has a crowd similar in size and scope to the Indianapolis 500. You don't really realize it until the race is over when they all crowd onto the into the podium area on the straightaway because the racetrack is it's an eight mile lap. Wow! Uh, but uh, man, when they when they when they turn up there when when they start passing out the trophies, uh, it's pretty impressive to see the volume of people that are there and how they support the event. In uh, once one you know at least once in your life you should go to Monza, mm -hmm. and once in your life you should go to Spa. Okay. And if you have the time at Spa to walk the old track and Monza to walk the old track, you should do that because it's pretty impressive. So we're really fortunate. We get to race at one of the best places in the world called the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Mm -hmm. um, so we're all about sports car racing presently here also. And yeah. And sports car racing is fun. Me, which is, uh, as some people may be aware of, I hope more people become aware of, uh, of uh, their mission statement about climate change, uh, but it races in some pretty remote places. Yeah. Uh, so we're also doing a little bit of that from here. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. Where, um, I say, where are some of the remote places you're going to? Well, let's see, this year's Saudi Arabia, Scotland, and I don't know if you consider Scotland remote, but it, where, where, are you gonna, where we're going to race there in the Highlands, it is a bit remote. I'm sure. Um, they're, they're it should be to, beautiful. They, they found a location in the United States that we can't divulge at the moment, but if they get that put together, that'll be pretty pretty cool excellent uh, they're gonna race in the um, fingers uh, crossed it's yeah, close fingers enough cross for that yeah I think it'll be a spectacular place hmm. um, if they don't race there they'll add a race in South America over and over and above with where they're gonna be they're gonna be on the Amazon River oh beautiful. you know in, in the Amazon they're cutting down I think it's I've been told it's 6,000 trees a day Wow in, in the Amazon and it's changing uh, the ozone level there mm -hmm. uh, quite significantly uh, but they're going to race there to, to prove it, to prove that. Uh, um, so those are some of the places where they they will be or they have been. Yeah, uh, it's pretty, I think that's it's pretty interesting. That is doing. very interesting, and I think that that's it's an all-electric series, and we decided we wanted to be in an all-electric series mm -hmm. because we wanted to learn more about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a statement by us or a statement of where the future of motor racing is going. Uh, because a lot of people are very resistant to it, mm -hmm. uh, and I understand it. I, I can't say on some days I'm not riding the bus with them on that, but uh, 
because I'm a bit of a dinosaur, but the uh, that technology is coming, and we we're seeing that technology in sports car racing. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the creation of additional power and the storage of power, and then being able to reuse it, and we'll see it in IndyCar racing in 2024. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's coming. And frankly, IndyCar racing from the very beginning of time, when IndyCars first came to Indianapolis to test on bricks, because it was originally a test track for the OEMs, yeah. has been all about uh, whatever the latest technology is from the OEMs. And that's always di driven racing. So if we look down the road 10 years or we forecast that, it's really hard to say where we'll be with racing with how it's driven by the, by the car companies. Sure. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I say it's always always good to I say have your have your feet dipped in multiple different ponds of, of racing. So sure. but yeah, the all electric series. And yeah, I I understand, you know, some of the some of the critics of that that they don't like, you know, the way that they sound and things like <laughs> that. But um, but it is very cool to see what we can do. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, like the Autonomous series. Like, nobody wants to really take drivers out of race cars, but it's cool that we have the technology to do that. Well, you know, I, th I find it fascinating um, because what generation is driving the advancement of motorsports? Uh, a lot of us are from... Uh, Sim similar generations and we've grown up with big sound, big power, big downforce, um, and big noise. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people in those generations, and rightfully so, they say, oh, well, I, 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 I just can't stand it when a race car sounds differently than what it sounds like now. I just wouldn't be a fan of that. But I can't, you know, how do you speak for the generation that's coming along now? Yeah. You know, the generation that love that loves big power and big sound used to use rotary telephones, but they no longer do that. That's true. Um, and uh, uh, what's in common with what where they are today versus the generation that's coming along, uh, the formative generation that's coming along now, is we all use some form of Apple phone. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, so I don't know. You know. If we knew how to forecast that correctly, we'd probably also be able to win the lottery. So <laughs> I'm not sure quite how to forecast that, but I, I think the change will be coming, and uh, racing will still, we will still be racing, uh, on four wheels, mm -hmm. and uh, the best drivers will still be driving on four wheels, and that's why we go to races. We go to watch them drive race cars. That's absolutely why. That's absolutely why. We like to watch them do these things that a very small percentage of, of humanity can do. That's right. So, well, that's excellent. Um, well, Mike, I don't want to take up too much of your time, um, but thank you so much for chatting with well, me. Well, you're welcome. Um, it's exciting to hear what's going on in the building and, and what's on the on the front for Ganassi Racing, as always, um, in addition to you know some new hardware this year. And um, I'm always good to chat with you. So thank you so much great, for great uh, for everybody that's going to listen to this. Just have a great year watching motor racing. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Because yeah, we'll be doing the same. All right. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs>